Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. to the inspired evolution and it is such a treat to be here today actually like cannot emphasize emphasize let me try emphasize how much of a treat it is to be here today we have the vibe and the time and the presence from emily palmer emily how are you today i'm so good especially after that intro intro that i need to start off my podcast like this but Y-E-W, and it's very tame on paper, but when you say it, you've got to give it everything you've got. So, yeah. I do Y-E-O-W-W-W-W. Okay, I like it. It's got a bit of earth to that. It's got a bit of earth. It's my Polynesian bogan. I like it. I like it a lot. For those tuning in to Emily for the first time, right, so... It's going to be really succinct because I want as much time as possible to go into this conversation. But she is the founder of Collective Potential and it is a social enterprise like no other. She basically has a vision to inspire and empower people to live what I would describe as, uh, okay, I'm going to get a bit hippie about this, but it's blockage free, right? Like we all have these things that sort of basically lock into who we are based on some of the interactions we have in life. I know this was birthed from a really deep um, exchange that you had with a woman that necessarily, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's just bite the bullet and have the conversation. You were standing on a street corner one day and um, you saw a lady basically throw herself in front of a car. Um, and you poetically put it um, quite deeply, which is, you know, two lives were changed forever. Um, and since then, I think, and I think probably maybe not even since then, I'd like to see where this conversation and where your journey started was, but you've been an incredible, incredible advocate um, for mental mental health and mental awareness, um, which is something that I'm really passionate about. You know, a big part of what I do is 
um, running mindfulness trainings. And now that's bled into corporate mindfulness, working with companies like PwC and all this sort of like big corporate labels. But it started off with me going out to construction sites and I was guiding meditations, doing mindfulness work for construction workers because construction is a very interesting environment. I know the stats on (laughs) male suicide and the construction industry holds. One in two days, one every two days. One every two days a person takes their life in construction in Australia alone. That's one country. We're not a very big country. Only 26 million people here. One industry every two days. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I think the two of us, and there's many of us, whether you want to call us health professionals, speakers, mindfulness, teachers. Crazies. (laughs) um, (laughs) Amateur gurus. (laughs) I'm not an I'm not a guru. So we'll get out of I thought you were gonna say I'm not an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. Don't you? <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that we're saving lives, and a lot of people can think that they're just putting together a little program or running some kind of art therapy, but we're not. We have an epidemic, and I really believe that I can speak power i can speak the truth to the powers that be now after a recent experience i had because i just think that what you're doing with inspired evolution is saving lives no ifs or buts about it because you'll never know you cannot measure the preventative mental health i believe that's the space we're sitting in or at least i believe that's what collective potential sitting in Mm -hmm. that uh you you can't you can't measure that hey at One of the workshops I had recently, um, 12 people came up to me at the end out of 80 people who I happened to put together in two days and kindly randomly wrapped it around my birthday. But in those two days, 80 people turned up to celebrate my birthday for me to run my workshops and they all said to me, um, 12 out of the 80, this program saved my life. And I can't measure that. Like there's there's no way. I can't take that back to the government and go, by the way, I know I said 12, but if you put funding into what we're doing here, it would really drastically help the mental health of this country. They don't always listen to that, but we know, don't we? Hey? Mm. Well, that feedback is vital, but, you know, something I really want to talk to is, you know, we've touched ground on something that I really want to start this podcast with is, you know, you and I have been connected in the ether for a little bit um, through a beautiful sister doing amazing work for mental health as well. Love out loud, Nicole Gibson. Um, Love her. We partner with her. Have such gratitude. (laughs) Yeah. Blessings to her soul. She's such a warrior. I love her. And um, I, yeah, we've been connected for a little bit, but um, you know, and there's been this back and forth, but it was this opportunity to come along to your birthday and it was fascinating because just from the outset, like, let's talk about, you know, just like, let's just pull the carpet apart, right? Like, I love the fact that just from the outset, you're someone that's turned around and gone, it's my birthday, time to, (laughs) most people are like, time to receive, yeah? Like, let's just, let's just get, like, call a a spade a spade, birthday, time to receive. And you've just turned around and gone, can't wait to give. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even clicked, that's what it was. That's legit, legit, that's Uh what it was, looking from the outside in. This is a reflection, right? So, like, it was like, and I was like, dude, who is this bloke? Like, let's get to go around to this. So, like, there was heaps going on that day, but I made it a mission to come, and I'm sorry, I left a little bit early as well, Um, but to come around and just see what was going on for your birthday. And 
like you said, there was a room full of people and not just everyday people. Like these people, like a lot of change makers were in that space there to receive with you, share the space with you and, uh, and, a, and a spectrum of people at all different varieties of, you know, like where they were at, what they were going through. And the thing was, I found it amazing that within five minutes of being there, that had been conveyed to me that people were where they were at already. Um, normally it takes a while to sort of be in a space, understand where people are at. Your, I guess what I'm trying to allude to is your level of facilitation is beyond inspiring. It's That's really amazing. Right. It's really amazing. Because I'd been there and like already you could see like, all right, cool. These people are out here and these people need this and these people need that. And you'd already kind of like not separated the room, but kind of like there was this diagnosis that sort of happened for the space. And it was like, cool, exactly where you need to be, do your thing. And here we go, you know? And I was just like, wow, this is incredible. And then on the back of that, we started going into these really amazing, amazing exercises. And um, I was just in awe the whole day of, um, of what was, what was coming out of that. And like the deep places that people were connecting to obviously, you know, we're here having a deep conversation and promise I'll shut up soon and let you talk. <laughs> and, um, what I like about podcasts is it goes both ways. It's a conversation. But yeah. And just the conversations that we're being have, having had in that space, you know, for me was really yummy. Like conscious conversation is my whole thing. Right. And um, there was just so many people, um, some there for the first time diving deep into themselves, some that were used to, you know, um, your ways and <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> they are used to my shenanigans. That's why they and, um, and yeah, and they, well, was, and they were totally into it and it was amazing. Oh, that's such a, that's great feedback because I pride myself on the space that we create at Collective Potential. Yep. I think that there's a lot of um, spaces, like on one end there's like the consciousness groups that really spend a lot of time and some people see that as hippies, others really revel in that space. And then you've got this sort of um, training and development space where it's about learning a skill, whether it is your emotional intelligence. And I like to think that we sit somewhere in the middle here mm. because I think there's a group of people out there and you, it's not for everybody, but I actually think that, majority of people cannot come to my workshops because on one end I'm as loose as they come because I've had the funnest life ever and then on the other side because I've spent a lot of time in um, facilitation I've actually ran 15,000 events Mm -hmm. and you know it that's why I have that capacity to maneuver a room based on the audience that's in it and for my birthday like what a random event but you've got a lot of people who are also interested in volunteering for this movement that's about to start in the country around mental health. So oh, I had to figure it out quickly, but it is a diagnosis. Why is everyone here? And I call it experiential facilitation. Most people out there do, and you can really be interactive and engaging without following a run sheet, follow who's in the room. And so that's cool. Like I get, I'm obsessed with facilitation. I, I love it. So I'm so glad you said it. Yeah. And to, okay, let's like just start the conversation rather than trying to follow a script. The thing that I actually admire a lot about that is on the way of like, I've been on this path for about two years now of, you know, Mm -hmm. facilitating rooms, running events, speaking. And I absolutely love it because it's, it's just an extension of conscious conversation, right? For me. Um, And that's everything for me. But the thing that I find 
that rubs me the wrong way the most about um, this is there's kind of a precedence and I'm just going to call it and I usually try to shy away from saying this um, but a lot of what happens is when you've got someone facilitating a space or you've got two people up on a stage talking to each other about something really important about a topic what you end up with is 600, 1,000 you know sometimes 5,000 people in an audience all of them very readily I listening think- yeah, passive and yeah, and listening. And what they're doing inadvertently is handing over their their energetic power, right? So they're like handing over the cool. powers. Like, okay, let me know what's That's going true. on. Like, you tell me. Like, you tell me. And it's like, mate, what can I tell you? <laughs> you know, like you're going through your own journey. You're gleaning the wisdom that you need in this precise mm-hmm. moment. I'm part of this experience as you are. And for me, that was profound because the way you put it, experiential little hacks that I've learned in in speaking is consistently trying to get people back into their bodies, like, you know, and making myself like not up on the stage, you know, like coming down, walking through the audience and making sure that, you know, like I'm there with them and like, I'm always raising my hand, getting them to come back into their bodies, making them move. And that was like, that was something that I've slowly been learning, but watching you facilitate was like simple. (laughs) I've trained, I've trained over 2000 facilitators in Mm. in experiential and some people are innate in it, right? And others say to others say to me, "I can't do what you're doing," but you can train into that space, and it takes your own personal journey mm. to be able to then be that agile, as they love to put it as, or that flexible, um, and that relative, like be be relation, be in relationship with people rather than mm. that passive, um, and I'm leading it. And I think you see it a lot more, the trend of it happening these days, but I'm, I'm so passionate about, about it, truly. That's a really cool way you put it. Like um, you, they're energetically handing it over and you should see the people, they freak out. Whether, when some people like even listening to this, like, I would never go to a workshop where I have to talk to people or I would never go to a workshop where I, uh, uh, my, my hand has to be put up in the air. And I, I honour that. I respect it. Mm-hmm. To the point now, I leave a space up the back for you to observe because I used to be like, I'm throwing you all in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a bit, maybe a bit young and amateur in my approach, don't you think? Yeah. You're like, yeah, let's get everyone to the place I wanted to be in. And now I don't. I go, okay, if you don't want to interact, observation is just as important mm-hmm. because through that awareness of what's happening in a room or observing that, you can learn a lot. But I do believe that WAVE, of facilitators who will be drawn to some of in the programs that I'm getting collective potential to do in the future will be experiential facilitators. It will become a thing. Yeah. It that's, is that's, yeah. And that's the trend that's happening. Mm, it's amazing. Somebody, somebody once called me the female Tony Robbins and I was like, I will take that. <laughs> I love it. So tell me, so let's, let's go into it. Collective potential. Tell us where this like, cause you know, there was obviously a moment where it was birthed, but there was obviously a background to it as well. So tell us like the moment that it was birthed. Oh, it's an interesting one. It was birthed. Um, I had this amazing uh, mentor. Many of us did actually um, a crew of facilitators, all these young people by a guy named Jimmy Steins. Do you know of him? No, but I'm listening. So a lot of people in Victoria know who he is because he was an AFL footy star, Brownlow medalist, yeah. um, really well known. And unfortunately, he passed away from cancer. And um, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're talking about this man created a youth, organiz- youth organization called Reach. So, ah, yes. So we have worked with over half a million young people but really the dynamic of it being youth-led and us being trained. Yep. I was trained for 20-odd years to do experiential facilitation and train people. Uh And so day in, day out, I was out there then training others. But Steinze and Paul Curry, who created it, Mm -hmm. when he passed away, I knew that I had to continue the work in his legacy to young people. So this man had a state funeral. This is how big and how impactful the work of reach was. Yeah. Because it was about connection, it was about community and it was about getting people on purpose. Yeah. And so I took what I observed all these years and thought I'm going to I'm going to take the people need connection to be real and authentic in their behavior and give them the tools and a tribe and a team of experts around them that can help them go that next level in their life but still be surrounded. And I just took the model of reach of what I went through and mm-hmm. then realised I need to do it for adults. So after he passed away, it was enough. But you've got to consider the, the moment that happened when I was in year, year 12, my parents had died. I was going through uh, abuse. I love drugs and alcohol more than myself kind of thing. And I really was in a bad place. And this guy came in and told me I had potential. So this was like 20 years earlier after he passed away and I realised I had to create collective potential. Mm. And the point is for me that over the years of going through this place and this instrumental moment that changed the trajectory of my life at 17 led me to needing to run this for adults. Because I believe that why two, you know, 80 people turned up in two days for my birthday, it's that we've been running for five years, all these events where 200 people would turn up on a Friday night instead of going out and getting wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just slowly started to build that people wanted this, what we didn't even know the true essence of it until five years later when we did an impact report, that above all else, they wanted connectedness. And they couldn't get over how connected we create that space in, like you felt, in, in five minutes. They're like, what is this? So it was Jim that helped me get to this place, but it was the real need that I saw in society to create belonging and connectedness and give people the tools to create the change too. Where are you finding that? You know, where mm. are you? Um, so, yeah, we're one of many people out there doing it, but that's, my, that's where it began. 
Right. What, so, do, you, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, what I'm thinking about, actually, is um, a real interesting dynamic that recently keeps coming back to me, which is the opposite of addiction is actually connection. People that are addicted, their therapy is not to, like, it's not to let go of what they had. It's actually the addiction stemmed from a place of lack of connection. Um, And I find that to be, like, let's just, like, just in the languaging, I find that to be counterintuitive. Like, let's just, I'm just going to call it that. Um, Because when you're addicted to something, you're connected to something that is not serving you. Yeah. So you think that separation would be the, the remedy, right? To separate from something that actually doesn't support your highest good. Let's just use language that fits. Um, and from there, you'd think separation was the remedy. But unfortunately, or fortunately, or just in a kooky way, this is what I find ironic, is that actually it's just that you're connected to something that is creating a severance inside. Yeah. And it's actually about healing that and healing your connection and finding connection. And, you know, you mentioned the words connection, community and purpose. And, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm just so grateful to be part of this conversation here and now. Like that to me is like some of the most profound things in my life. Like connection is my highest value. Um, yeah. And it just means so much to me. And like just connecting with you here today and the people that will get connected on this podcast. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing is to facilitate greater connection. Um, but I find it amazing that you've called you know what it is collective potential because it is at the at the root of it it's mental health awareness let's call it what it is mm-hmm. but um it talks about collective which is connection and then also potential because it talks about all this untapped you know people that are going through stuff which is what i was alluding to in the intro which is like you may have blockages you may have stuff that is holding you back but fundamentally we're in this we've got this amazing opportunity to you know like work through our stuff and find ourselves and our purpose right yes and it's true like you think about i had some major addictions in my life like it was recreational. Like that's how it gets put. Oh yeah. Just be a party girl. It's fine. That's just what people do in this country. (laughs) But it's, it's taken me years to pull myself out of um, the addictions that I had around drug taking and alcoholism and that it was just normalized for someone Mm -hmm. like me that because I'm fun and joyful, like, yeah, let's party. And I, I used to try to separate myself from that world, but I acknowledge that I have some, childhood trauma that 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 was my connection to myself I would use that to bring me connection with others because I didn't quite understand I could do it organically yeah and then when I was around reach there was no point of part of me that wanted to be taking drugs when I was in sessions with these young people god no Mm. but cut to a weekend and I was still hiding that uh, it was just recreationally. That's just what we did. Yeah. And, you know, Jim used to always hammer me, why are you doing it? You've got to be better than this. And, and thank God I had somebody like her around mm. him who said, don't separate yourself, create that connection. Mm. So I love that you said that because when I sit there in, the, in a tribe full of people in a workshop, I know what it's giving me. And it's connecting me to my truth, to my true nature, that I am love incarnate. And when I forget that, it's because I'm off my own, hiding, trying to do things on my own, build a movement. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Where's my tribe around us? What do you guys want to do? Oh, is that the same potential? Is this podcast the same thing? And like through that, 
I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to party anymore. Like, why <laughs> would I? Like, no offense to people who are out there still partying, but yeah, I just, I love that statement. I love that it, you think that it's separate. You want to separate yourself, but it's not. It is a need for connection. Yeah, and you embody that really gracefully, sister. Like it's really profound. Like I said, on your birthday, you're not out there partying. You know, you're out there partying in your own way. I had heaps of fun at the event. You know, like I had heaps of fun, and I'd never I even so met you. So much fun! <laughs> so much fun! And I say to people all the time, I said to her at like a team of um, fundraisers. I looked at them after we ran this retreat, and again, at the moment, I'm just sort of going with the flow of just let's create something and see what happens. And we even put an, an, a retreat away for the weekend and 80 people turned up in two weeks to go on this thing. And, and you go, why? And I looked at them and said, it can't be that easy mm. that people have trans- transformative experiences. Like I didn't even really do much. I just brought you all together, got a team of like amazing speakers like Nicole. And I think, again, Collective Potential's prerogative is not the Emily Paulo show it's who else is out there doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. and bring us all together to learn holistically about our our mental health um where's our finances at like everyone says create change so we had a a financial advisor there who's so aligned with us being on purpose had someone to deal with your sexuality and your relationships like talking about love out loud um we had someone there to talk about our body um, and, and how we treat it and how we look after it. And so there was this really beautiful looking at your career, your spirituality, and it was just, again, so many of us are running wonderful retreats out there. But I did turn around after people were, like, blown away on the impact of it and go, it can't be that easy, but it is that easy. What we are doing is that easy because people are disconnected. Yep. and once you give them that space to connect into themselves and people around them, it, 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 it's like osmosis. It's synergy. It, it's, it's off. It's amazing, you know, and I, like this sounds, as we're talking, you know, like very simple, very grassrootsy, but at the same time it's not because you've been at the UN recently, right? I have. Well, it's more I've been in South Africa. So what we were doing is um, creating a framework for a, camp, a united campaign that gets taken to the UN. Mm-hmm. To the UN. So United for Global Mental Health um, mess, rang me um, and said we're, we want to design a global campaign that unites the world. Mm-hmm. And if have you ever heard of the Make Poverty History campaign? No. It's this amazing campaign that, you know, uh, Live 8 was sort of based around the big Uh, concept. Yep, yep. So what they did is create a campaign Mm. that is neutral for every person in international development to use. So Oxfam, Uh uh, World Vision, all the big players, but then even the small ones and then all the fundraisers and people who create grass movements Mm -hmm. move and mobilise under one campaign. Now, I worked on the concepts here. Mm. So let's say we had Bono, Pearl Jam, the Make Public History concerts in Melbourne. There was fifteen thousand people mobilised. Millions hit the hit the paper. Uh, millions hit the road with us. Like we went out on a road trip. Mm. Like it was a group of us who created it, but it it, it blew up. Like yeah. to the point now, this campaign that we grabbed hold of and used to be the work our projects under its banner yep. could unite all these organisations and. 10 years later, $16 billion was raised and infrastructure was changed and laws were changed. The UN did this. Like, it it was massive. 
So if you consider that this same model needs to be created for a mental health campaign, yep. never have we seen a global united campaign. So that's what we were doing. 20 nations in South Africa, someone sponsored me, go over there. We sit there, I was sitting there with Dr. Pat McGorry, who's like the guy that created Headspace. So I'm like this, what am I doing sitting next to this man? Um, <laughs> meanwhile, somebody said to me, you should be, he'd be asking the same thing. <laughs> but you've got Ghana, you've got Argentina, you've got Nepal, yeah. you've got um, India, like all these people who are just as passionate as we are who run their own programs mm. and we've been each selected to mobilise our country or be the academic, hence um, Pat McGorry, to say if we take and co-brand and co-facilitate and collaborate, we can lobby our government for more action on mental health and better action that is. Like Australia leads the pack. Like we all know that. Like we've got amazing systems here and we are very grateful, mm. but it's all relative. Like we need to say that just as important as physical health, we need to make mental health equivalent. It's an important issue. It's one of the most, don't you reckon, it? it's the last taboo subject. and. You, yeah, well, there's you one, gotta, one in two of us struggle with depression or anxiety. And one in two, like between you and me in this conversation, one of us, <laughs> you know, it was like one in man. two. And, and I know I've got depressional tendencies, you know, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know. But we, again, exactly what you said, like we're not having this conversation in so many places. And the system, you know, if you think about the objectives of a global campaign and here in Australia, to consider that it must be people-centred approach to mm. say to our government, you're, you're all about medical and we appreciate that because that's where it's had to spring up from to do yeah. something about it. But the care in the system is next level. There are millions of people waiting in queues, whether it be chronic illness, like mental health effects. It's one of the core issues around domestic violence. Why is yeah. that happening? You know, we're looking at, homelessness it's in their mental yeah. health like it actually asylum seekers are going through it like every single issue you can imagine socially at its core has a mental health component yeah which is systemically playing think? out yeah which is systemically playing out into the symptoms that we see in all these different avenues for sure absolutely so even, you, just, even just simple things like saturday night violence to like you know in the city like all these yeah like a myriad yeah it's at the core of so many issues. I, yeah, I totally understand that. I, uh, something that happens for me in some of these meetings, and like I definitely get to be at something that is as profound as this for you. But you know, like, um, what happens when you basically are holding a torch? Let's put it that way uh, for Australia for mental health awareness, and you rock up, and you're in South Africa, and you're having these conversations now with someone that's holding the torch in India, someone that's holding the torch in Argentina. Like, can we talk a little bit about how much inside you gets healed, knowing that it's not just you going through it on your own? Such a good um, uh, question. I came home impacted. I'm an empath mm. and I have to spend so much time beautifully protecting myself and my energy but I was rocked to the core over there because I was I, I was listening to stories of how you know people in Ghana are chained up to a a log because um, their families think they're cursed and you watch these beautiful it's called Basics International who came in took his foot out of the 
and the chain and put him through a process and he's gone through such a community healing that and mental health process that is new and innovative, not to us, but over there it is that mm. um, he's now teaching young kids and being part of the community and he was there with the, the, the leader and you go, oh, that's heavy, man, that in certain countries around the world they don't have, like Argentina doesn't have anything like, and you've got all these pioneers. So I come back and go, what, 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 what is my place here? And so I've given myself a few weeks to work it out and um, I've come back and I'm pretty clear about what I'll do at this point to mobilise and it's to listen. Mm. I don't know if I'm really answering your question but I feel like I think that's where some people can question those big events but what they do is, again, osmosis, like by being in the room together you go, oh, we're actually part of a global community. I'm not a... I'm not crazy that we need to create change. My frustration and anger that pops up when I hear this and this and this in my country, you mean I've got global support? And, you know, I recorded all of these different countries saying to camera, Australia, this is Nigeria, we are with you. Um, Australia, this is um, uh, Sierra Sierra Leone, we are with you. And, you know, it's a video that eventually I'll find someone to produce or wrap it all up and put it together for me. But where we are mobilising and doing great things, but I do believe if you think about Make Poverty History, it it was a campaign that someone just instigated and sat Mm -hmm. together and said, why don't we do something? And there'll be certain dates that will all push at the same time and think about that energy, Mm. not push, connect. Yeah. Like just you'll meet people just by sharing it, right? <laughs> and just the energetic ripple that that causes again You'll, and again. I just, um, I'm going to keep talking to you, but I've realised that my battery is not on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, get your thing, get your thing, get your thing. Yeah, yeah. always the way when you think everything's plugged in and it's not <laughs> oh good just the computer looking for some connection too um <laughs> yeah what do you think is that like did i answer your question yeah absolutely. yeah i think um you know the whole concept of, is yeah like it's um it's fascinating you know I, I guess i've just been in um sometimes i you know the whole and i think you alluded to this a little bit prior in the conversation was you know that lone wolf energy you know you kind of feel like you're battling it out on your own creating a, a change like i know specifically on construction sites you know like mental health um <laughs> yeah i'm i'm pretty much the only person that i know of that's running around construction sites got like supporting different companies different um helping them with meditation and mindfulness right um and you know there is that lone wolf energy and i feel really privileged to be able to do it you know like on one level i'm the guy that turns around and gets to be like you know some days your headspace is fucked you know and that's the meditation teacher talking you know i get to swear through meditation training that's incredible you know and there's value (laughs) in that for a while it was like but you know because most meditation bring it to a construction site closing down your eyes you know, that's just not going to land in that space. It's not going to land. Yeah, at all. Not even close. Um, and so there is that. But again and again, like what I've noticed is like, and I've struggled in certain places as well, is like having conversations with, there are some people that are like, you know, mental health awareness advocates 
for the construction industry, let's say, and I'll reach out to them and I'll be like, you know, you guys are doing amazing work, you know, just letting you know that I'm doing this. Um, we should partner in together. And they're like, we definitely agree with the benefits of what you're talking about. Um, but nobody in this industry has time to take 10 minutes off to meditate. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> it's not true because I'm running around doing this work and people are like pulling me in to do this work. So what you're saying is contraindicative. But what they're willing to have their, their whole advertising campaign is definitely worth it because they're trying to have people to have conversations with each other, right? So it's like, do you have a mate? Do you have a mate? Ask your mate if he's okay. Ask your mate if he's okay. But I think fundamentally in a space where everything is predominantly so toxic is this the only word I have for it really these in a what we these type of innovations are laughed at you know it's like you're all right mate yeah you're all right mate yeah you're all right mate you'll be right you'll be right she'll be right mate you know it's like you just take the piss out of this thing that you're trying to like connect like create connection um but again you know like at the core of all of that for me fundamentally like awareness is such a powerful tool you know so when you come in and you start talking about mindfulness you know and people think construction workers have this like you know they're macho they're strong you know they're then they're, they're they're cut from a different cloth and it's like dude that's just an exterior if you scratch that inside you just find pulp you know it's just this and like we're talking to people about anger issues we're talking about unresolved so grief you know and it's yeah. like those ones that you think are the hardest like anyone that's pretending to be the hardest doesn't have the strength to be vulnerable yeah and so there's so much going on in there that really needs attention so what i found is like when I do meet like sparks of people that are doing similar work or like something that is like, you know, and they're receptive, just how much inside me shifts, you know, it's like, whoa, that's such a breath of fresh. And like, it actually heals something inside me. It's like the only way I can put it, you know, it's like, I'm not on this mission all by myself. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, and that's, and that's, that's where, that's where I'm asking, you know, your space. And it was really interesting to hear from you, like, you know, from someone that's, you know, been on the journey for quite a bit longer, you know, um, and just, having the, the space to go, actually, my role here is to listen, you know, is like hold space for these people that are going through what they're going through so that they can feel heard around their issues, you know. And I think for someone like that's much more mature and been through this space, I can actually see the value in that, you know, for me to just be able to share what I've just shared, what you've basically done is what was your integration is listen to me, you know, and just being heard for like what is going on in my space, in my industry, in my battle out here. <laughs> um, is massive. I think, I, th I, I think when you consider that we have to learn to listen as the facilitators that we are, anyone listening to this can all just make sure you don't think that that's um, not activism in itself. Mm. You know, like people go, oh, we just listen. No, 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 mm. no. Like, mm. The issue is that people don't know how to listen. Mm. we're trying to jump over the top of each other to have the next say. Um, mm. We've got our own internal issues going on that if you were to share your big deal in your life, it's probably going to trigger me and I don't really know how to look after you and uh, whether you are macho or sensitive, like we aren't trained in how to listen or have mm. empathy or necessarily learn how to connect. And I think we all hear it, but it's, it's not a problem. It's a, fucking beautiful solution mm. so when i consider moving forth to take a beautiful global campaign and then deliver it across the country and help 
people join forces and, you know, com- you know, it culminates in millions upon millions upon millions of Australians with all of our tribes. Mm. You, to me, collective potential is more of a linchpin in, in developing events and, and mobilising activities and campaigning activities that people can listen to each other yep. and be supported in that, that, that I think that in itself is the listening, that what are you going through with Inspired Evolution? You want to reach more people or get into the, get, get deeper into um, the trade industry? Well, great. If we listen to what their issue is and we say, well, let's, let's go around and involve the trade organisations or the building industry um, into the campaign. And mm-hmm. so now they're co-branding on something that is happening globally and it becomes you become aware of a campaign. You become aware of, oh, yeah, I could stick to that rather than just this small little thing. It's part of something bigger. And and over time you see a shift. Like one of the workshops, the, the birthday one that you came to, a young miner, um, an, an engineer, in fact, came to that event and, you know, he's like, oh, that was the best thing I've ever been to. And what, what is that? You know, that was <laughs> sick. Um, and it was so inspiring to think that, he went into the mine, the big mining company and said, you've got to meet this woman, Emily Paulo. Mm. She's going to do great stuff. People are dying from safety issues in the mining, but it's about, isn't it about relationship building and people having the confidence? Because mm. if you build a better relationship with them, then with each other, then they'll look after their mates and they'll be connected. And so here I was thinking, I'm, if I was to ever go into these industries, who am I to do this? Um, although I think I'll work great in those places. I'm such an Aussie but i got to listen to him and then he said look they pushed back on me they said you as an engineer you're in the wrong industry mate you care too much about people this is what they said to him at the the boarding table yeah in a little way of like the people we don't have time for this and that's cool but i said to him hey don't worry i understand this could have been a great big contract and they're not listening to you, but you've become an advocate now. You're listening mm. for people. And yeah. he started sitting at tables with friends and doing that activity I do where it's about connecting with each other and just mm-hmm. hearing and listening yeah. and already become an advocate. And he changes the future of engineering. I said, you're not in the wrong industry. You're just an advocate for change in your industry. Mm. And that is you listening to what's happening with all of the young graduates that come through. Perfect. Now, if that isn't, sacred activism or you know from him listening and listening to all these people he now wants to be an advocate and activate and he's an activated leader in his um in in the mining industry you go great somebody who you go and speak to in those workshops will be listening to what you're saying and they will become an advocate for it Incredible. This bleeds into what I would like to ask you is, you know, for those that are listening into the conversation we're having now, like what advice, and I know advice is a bit of a loaded term, but like tools, tips, hacks, strategies, something along the way. Yeah. Options. Options is a good word, actually. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. So what options would you provide them in terms of like, you know, like let's say I'm in a place where, you know, I just want to I want to create a change or I'm thinking about like there's things that I'm aware of, but I'm not really feeling the courage to take it on or, you know, like even if it might be collectively like a social issue or it might be a personal thing. Like for me, I want to change my career and I'm not really ready to take it on. Like what, what is in there that, you know, you can support people with? Are there some tools people can take away? Of course. um, There's so many tools. I think that sometimes that becomes 
the issue that everyone's like, which way do I start? Is it in my health? Is it in my finances? Is it it with my relationships? Is it in my spirituality? It's not working. But I just think that particularly if you're someone who's just starting and maybe if you are a bit more advanced is let us never forget that you have the power to choose how you want your future to be. But when Mm. you're not in a great place, we can forget that's our choice because of all of the childhood trauma, the disconnection from nature, don't know what our personal values are, um, uh, I'm losing relationships, I'm working too much. Like these are common causes of disconnection. Symptoms, yeah. They are. And so the opposite to that would be, well, where are these points of connection in your life and do a variety of them, not just one, but many Mm. of them, um, and try them out week by week. But I think over time, like how do you want to feel? You need to know your why. And that's my heartbeat. Every time anyone walks into our workshop, when you have clarity of purpose, Mm. you will move towards it. So what does that look like in its simplistic terms? How do I want to feel in one word? And a lot of people go, oh, 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 I've got so many things. So what you want to do is start to consider, you either write them down or talk to a friend and you go, okay, example for you, how do you want to feel in six months' time? Amrit. Illuminated. In a word. Illuminated. And why? What would you see different in your life in six months' time? Um, I think that's a continual journey of just like finding more wisdom and just being on that path of, you know, not necessarily up here illuminated, but like in the whole being, just cultivating greater illumination. Um, enlightenment is an interesting word, um, but I think yeah. illumination is kind of the yeah. journey where I'm at at the moment. And when things light up in my being, I can feel that as a thing. So connection helps me light up, you know, and so that illumination is what that speaks to. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about illumination, when you have it, you'll feel a sense of what? <sighs> if you could distill it down to a, a virtue or a value. Um. And you've already said it, but I'm just... It, was more, the, it was more the energetic, uh, you know, it's like, yeah. a, like a fulfilment. Okay, beautiful. So we have all these variety of words that I think are really integral, the illumination, the connection, but ultimately your body and mind fell into fulfilment. Mm. And that's a virtue that a lot of us forget, that there is like 52 of them according to the... Um, to the virtues project out there but in six months time i want fulfillment so what do we do tomorrow that will bring fulfillment and you do it so it's, it's just innate in you now but for people who are dragging or lagging behind or think that they are being able to consciously pick a word of how you want to feel and it takes some designing you know um uh, with a coach or with a good friend or somebody that you're watching online or listening to it could be freedom, it could be liberation, it could be uh, responsibility, it could be integrity, but that word, that focus creates your reality. And so when you, it also becomes an elimination process, can I go left or can I go right? Well, which one's going to bring me more fulfilment? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, and do I want to hang out with that person or that person? Do they bring me fulfilment? No. 
do I stay in my relationship because they're not really fulfilling me anymore and maybe I need to find that in myself but let's be honest you know and you know then people are like well do I need to be staying in my job is it causing fulfillment like it's the reason we leave jobs it's not a bad thing we just have a very distinct knowing and it normally ends up being a word and it's one of my favorite things to do with people it's just that simple process to go get clear about in six months' time. And that's why I say six months, even three months, 90 days. How do you want to feel? Because the virtues are there in every religion, every uh, teaching all over the world for a reason. They're a behavioural thing. You, you align to that word and you move forward. It becomes and, your intention. <laughs> and that is why I make it more logical. Like I'll be in the room with minors or corporates and go okay logically how does everyone feel in a, in six months time and they give me a full loaded sentence and then i drill it down drill it down drill it down and they're uh, like oh yeah it's and the thing that you normally want don't you reckon is the thing you feel most void of yeah the highest value can also be the thing you most feel void of and so i meet many people are discontent in their life and they're their focus becomes, I just want to feel content. Or people who feel blocked, I want freedom. Mm. You know, you, it's a telltale sign and I love the cycle because you then also know that your highest value is this. And mine is purpose. I want people on purpose. So what's the next obvious step? And, and I'll just quickly say, talk to, there is an epidemic of people out there, don't you reckon, in a way that are trying to work out the how though? How would I get that fulfilment? Mm. Don't do that. That's where anxiety is created in the how. If mm. you found your why, you know, that end result, the what will come as you start to explore the next steps of the how. Mm. So take the next obvious step and then assess the next obvious step and then assess the next obvious step. But the epidemic of anxiety and depression sits in, I can't move from that where I am now to there. Mm. So let's just focus on why. Mm. and take a step yeah and that involves a lot of trust (laughs) this keeps coming back to this on this journey of walking out onto an inspired evolution you know like you find like because a lot of times you drop in with yeah what's your thought in that well for me it's it's you know and that was i think we were talking about this a little bit like just the amount of trust it takes you know and like the inspired evolution, you know, like I kind of was hoping that I'd interview tons of people, find out how to do it for myself, you know, people like yourself creating impact and just figure out, oh, yep, this is a blueprint to be an impactful person. This is what you're going to go do. Rock up at this place between nine and six, this many days of the week, you'll be sweet. And <laughs> there was no such formula, you know, it was like, all right, everybody's got their own mission. And it's like, like you've got to share and find your own way. And that's all the how, like everything I'm talking to now. But why did I want to do it, right? And it comes back to that fulfillment. And it's like I want that like self-actualization, you know, at, at, at its core, self-realization. Great. And it's so brave to take that risk and do it. But this is where I feel like is missing and I, I won't get up and speak Yeah, I just really want to speak to bravery because as you're sharing Sorry. that, like that year that I quit my job, right, I was, dude, I was sitting there and it sounds ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. I've mentioned this before, but I think you're really going to love this is because I was sitting there, I was eating my acai bowl at lunch. Yeah. Just being my hippie self and reading, like I was on my phone Googling and I've just, for some reason, for the life of me, just Googled the word courage. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, just one of those divine moments, just Googled the word courage and what's popped back at me 
has completely changed my whole life. I clearly remember that moment because for a long time, I thought courage was the same as fearlessness. I thought, I'm, I, like, my favorite, one of my favorite movies is Braveheart. So I thought William Wallace was fearless and courageous, you know. And so I just thought, like, having courage meant not having fear. And I was just like, okay, well, I guess that's, you know, not necessarily for me. Like, uh, maybe I can work on strengths, you know. Um, but having that realization is like, oh, shit, courage is actually not not having fear. Courage is totally having fear, but acting despite your fear in the face of that. And it was like, oh. And if you know your why, if you write it, if you sit down every morning and meditate on the, the thing, that despite the fear that's there, which generally most of the time that fear is your energy of moving towards the thing that you want the most, but we keep mm-hmm. calling it anxiety. And don't get me wrong, I know how hard it is to have an anxiety disorder, but I also think that combination of that energy is actually to push you forward. But who trained us in that? Use it. Yeah, channeling it. it. (laughs) Channel it. And I get, do you think for a second I'm not terrified every day of running a workshop and creating a rally around mental health? Like, who am I? I'm a girl from the hood. Like, I'm terrified, but I have to follow it. And I I just think courage, bravery, you nailed it. That is the next step to getting to your fulfillment, that Mm -hmm. you always need a bridge to get you there. And those bridges turn up. And I think you just points. something really potently, which was something that was coming up for me in the conversation before as well. Like I'm a big fan of stress. And when I say that to people, they're like, what the fuck? You're a meditation teacher. Do you mind? And it's like, no, seriously, stress is amazing because it's, it's doing the work that I want to do for you, but it's your own system doing it for you. Like it's letting you know you need to shift, bro. Like it knows sister that, you know, there's something in there that's not in alignment mm. with your highest, what you would call purpose, what I would call, oh, you know, like, share that with people. That's yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, that stress is, is, is a gift. It's a blessing. Mm. But I think mm. something I wanted to talk about is like, you know, even when you're saying like activism, there's like this anger or there's this stuff that comes up, you know, channeling it, learning to work your emotions into a constructive space. Yeah. Like I also think we live in a world where when people say, Hey, you just need to sit with that emotion. And you're like, I've had people ring me and go, what is this? And how do I learn to do it? Can you, cause I do coaching when I want, and I'm like, well, can, but if you want to do this, I'm going to get you to hold a pillow and hug the pain away. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Because I've had to sit with the uncomfortable feeling of mobilizing Australia. Mm. Um, I've had to sit with what if people turn me down? I've had to sit with, um, is this the right move to start a rally um, as one of our first activities? And I feel like that activism is also why it's kind of sacred in its sense. And there's an amazing speakers that travel the world talking about sacred activism, but you know, all the civil move, rights movements, whether it be Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, they all believed it was impossible until it was done. And so I consider activism to be what will you activate and how will you use your fear and your emotions to drive you? Because you can't trust your emotions and feelings as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So you got to give it time and over that process of setting that end result or that vision of that word, you start to learn to manoeuvre it and work with it. And it's like being in primary school or kinder versus being in high school and university 
or being someone is as a retiree, it takes time to adapt and learn how to use your emotions. So anyone who's thinking, oh, it's easy for you, and I've had many people say that to me, it's like, no, it's not easy. It takes bravery and courage to be an activist, but even one in your own life, to, to activate yourself. Activate your potential. Yeah, there was something I was um, actually in Brazil when I was, uh, it was an interesting point because um, I was over there and a big part of what I was doing was uh, musically focused and um, I was trying to activate certain things, you know, and I was like, um, just the word activate meant a lot to me. Um, but then when I was meditating, it was like, oh, you can't really activate and not become an activist. <laughs> it was really it was really profound it was um you know it was like just because on a real simple level like on a monday and i was like trying to activate skills trying to activate like motor neurons trying to activate you know like trying to myelinate neural pathways to try and make things happen that weren't previously happening classic example the guitar something new for me um but you know like being mr meditator and mr mind you know i really like you know these new challenges trying to see like what happens? I learned so much about these things. Like, let's just say I'm trying to learn how to move my fingers up and down a fretboard on a guitar and I'm really struggling. And I'm like, my intention is, all right, can I activate that piece of the puzzle? Because I know other people can do it. So why can't I do it? You know? And so like calling in activation as an intention, you know, we talk about words that, you know, sort of work. And um, I learn a lot just for those listening in these processes of learning new skills, because what I've learned recently by taking on the guitar, let's say, is that actually if I practice and I sleep, sleep, yeah, when I come back the next day, I'm more proficient at what I did. Yeah. Now it's, it's fascinating because it's something that's so real time. It's like 15 minutes of practice a day and a solid night's sleep. And my brain, the mile, and who, myelinates. Who doesn't want to go to sleep as part of the <laughs> right. It's incredible. Right. So I learned these things, but my intention was activate. Right. But then obviously like I've been reading uh, interpretation of dreams by Sigmund Freud. And that's like something, a space that I'm moving into and just like analyzing dreams Wonderful. a little bit for myself, you know? Yep. And as I'm setting the intention to activate, stuff is coming up for me around like, okay, like just my, like I'm just listening to more and more around, okay, American politics, which is very difficult to swallow. Um, you know, like all these things around the world, like oil spills um, in Brazil, you know, there was like a dam that basically got completely toxified because of some sort of mining company's mishap. And all these things are starting to come into my like awareness, which, you know, you choose what you're aware of most of the time, you know, if you're on the path of a meditator and it was weird it was like where is all this like coming from all of a sudden it was like ah so my intention has been to activate certain parts of my brain but what's actually coming up for me is like there is a part of like you can't really activate without taking on activism you know and there are things that if you're going to activate you're going to have to stand for and stand against at the same time as well it's really it was a subtle but profound thing that happened you know i i really love it because i say to people all the time you know i was listening before um all of the organisations and social issues that are impacted um, and at, at its core have a mental health component. Um, environment does, the climate change, because I agree, the more that I noticed my awakening or my consciousness or my self-awareness or my um, activism, it produced it. I decided to turn the lights off. 
run the Make Poverty History campaign, think about myself as a global citizen. What do I do here that works over there? And I think people get quite um, disillusioned, um, drop off the activism bandwagon because they think to themselves, who am I to? And my question is always, who are you not to? Mm. The people don't know the power they have and I really believe in it that once you start to do this work, you become more active in creating social change. And I think that's a beautiful way of putting it, that even a a guitar can help activate that. Um, But it's true. I really believe it does. There is a spectrum. Yeah, profound. So I think a big thing that's coming out of this conversation is like listening, you know, listening to yourself, listening to, you know, what it is that, you know, even if it's that word that, you know, is your, what's calling you forward, what, yeah, you know, what is it that's, that's driving you? So connecting to your why, but really listening to yourself and what's going on. Um, I've got a couple of questions. I really sincerely feel like I could talk to you forever and I probably will, but I've got to tie the conversation, I've got to tie the episode off and then we can chat. (laughs) Um, But like my question I've got is what inspires you? People like you. Hey, you're. (laughs) in the sense where I don't think we just help people to change at collective attention we do do we have two arms there's the personal growth side but then there's the advocacy side you know the mental health um, lobbying and in that is that we also help create change makers and so I get really inspired by change makers your ordinary hero who's answered the call to adventure that's left their workplace, even though the money was so good and decided to not follow the grand narrative and then really learn the trials and the tribulations of doing that but finding a real deeper sense of fear and and, and finding the reward from exploring themselves. Like I think that ultimately people like you who then take that message back to the tribe is what's keeping the the, the decent humans in check in this world and so I do love what you're doing because it does matter to a small component of people that listen to your podcast or jump in your groups they're not coming to mine so I get very inspired by your everyday hero (laughs) because they know it's actually about the tribe that they've created that's the hero's journey's purpose is to to be a part of a tribe to pass it on get inspired by that sort of thing. Wow. Really humbling you, to receive. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. My next question is, is, like, is there something that you could give as a takeaway as something that's really supported your evolution? I know this conversation has been filled with that today. Hasn't it? Um, yeah. It sounds just my first instinct and I'll just follow it. Um, I was given a really cool opportunity to go to Richard Branson's Island. Mm. Um, so someone Necker. sponsored me to, yeah. Yeah, to go to Necker. Yeah. So I got to sit with Richard Branson on his tropical island in the Caribbean. Yeah. And, just you know, Brene, As you do. Just casually. Just and believe me. Just a regular I, Saturday night for Emily. <laughs> I feel slightly like a wanker name dropper, but in this moment I was just following my gut. I was like, yeah. you don't have to say that. And do it, do it was do. just that he just said to me really simply when I said, I want to create a health and well-being movement that we've never seen before. 
I want to mobilise our country through large-scale events that are really innovative in their approach to mental health. I want to design a well-being brand with the group of humans that are doing it so it's synonymous with well-being, not with mental health. You know, and I, I just I said it's unacceptable to me that people are dying and the rate of suicide and depression, it's out of control when we have a sense of connection, a need for community and a real sense of collaboration. And he just randomly turned around and said to me, you cannot fail. And recently it's popped back in because it seems so big. Like I've spent a year or two just mobilising and trying to figure it out and I've done shitloads. But, you know, your mind sort of goes, oh, you didn't do that well, you're failing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my intu- yeah. intuition is the message of if we move ahead, if I've moved ahead and it hasn't looked the way that I thought it would, I haven't failed. Mm. Like I've got every contact under the sun. Mm. I meet beautiful people because of this movement I've decided to be brave and courageous about and you don't have to start a fucking movement. I get that, but you can't fail. There's mm. no such thing. You just learn from it and your, your lessons, man, your lessons are your greatest thing. Every mistake I've made, have I learned the lesson? <laughs> and that's where it's not failure. And I just think that's hilarious coming from the man who's failed more times than any of us could ever imagine to do what he's done with Virgin. But yeah. I'm, just a, I'm just a woman in Australia trying to mobilise the country. You just go, okay, I can do that. I can't fail. Just keep going. <laughs> that's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah. And that's it. The most amazing people come into your life when you start to focus on that end result, that word. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. There's another thing that um, I picked up recently from from someone else that shared was, uh, it was Vision, uh, CEO of Mindvalley that I was working with. And he said something. He said something about he was um, he was with Richard Branson again, and seems like we're name dropping him, but there's a cool conversation to have. Um, yeah. He basically turned around and said, um, he goes, you know, what's probably asked a similar question to what I just asked you, like what was one tool, you know? And he goes, make decisions fast. And I was like, okay, oh. you know, and I can I can understand the value of that. And he goes, yeah, but sometimes you know, like being because Vision's a CEO, and it's like you know, you're thinking about all these multiple parts to things. And he goes, you know what I deem as a successful day? And Vision goes, what? And he basically goes, you know, if you can sit back and look back at your day, and out of a hundred decisions, you got fifty-one right, you did good. You know, that's all it takes. And you see, like, and how many times we have paralysis by analysis. And I look at that in my own life and it's like, should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? And it's like, nah, just take a stab. And maybe this one you're wrong, but the next one you're right on, you know? And it's just like, gave me so much uh, space. It's just mobilized. Yeah. Great. I love that. I really need to hear that again today. <laughs> but again, if your vision is clear, like that end result, you'll make them really quick. You will. Mm. Yeah. You, you do make them quicker. Mm. And then hold on to your panties. So I want to know. It didn't. Why didn't it work? Okay, let's keep moving. (laughs) And iterate. So I want to know, um, for those that want to tune in and get around Collective Potential and Emily, do we have to wait till your birthday? What's the easiest way to get in touch with you and receive your blessings? (laughs) (laughs) great point it's not always about my birthday that was my random one yeah we run um events called real fest so 
once a month in Melbourne. We have um, Real Fest. I'm out on the road um, traveling with Let's Go Motorhomes. Uh huh. I saw this. <laughs> um, luxury Motorhomes. So we're doing a road trip around the country. So I'm calling in 200 change makers who want to hit the road. Awareness. Yep, but it's also about personal growth. So think yep. of um, Oprah meets uh, TED Talks. You'll be out on the road meeting lots of amazing communities, but also really getting your own personal growth in that. So yep. you can join the road trip. We, re- we launched that again um, uh, in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about that. And then I hit up um, every national city over the next six months with the, road, with the um, global campaign for mental health that we bring here to Australia. So you can go to www.collectivepotential.com.au. Perfect. And social media, are people all right to reach out to you, say what's going on? Please. I'm I'm like you. I'm all about connection. (laughs) People say, how do you do it? I'm like, oh, some days it's too much, but you just give it a day or two and jump straight back on and write back to people. Like every day I receive a a wonderful message, don't you? Like it's amazing. Blessing. Message me. Talk to me. What do you want to know? I'll pass you on to somebody. Mm. Um, Put you in another Facebook group, you know, like what inspires you? Like that's why we call it collective potential. There's plenty of people who manage that in our our tribe too. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, uh, you know, I really want to... um, um, should I do gratitude first or ask you my last question first? I'll do gratitude first because it feels good. Um, I really want to thank you, um, not just for your time here today, um, but also, you know, like uh, the joy, the vibe, but also like all the work that goes into, um, you know, the person that is sitting here today and all that that you have to share um, and you share so gracefully and openly. Um, and, yeah, like I'm just going to put it how I see it, you know, the the light that you hold is um is really a blessing to receive and it inspires you know me for sure and others as well guaranteed and um on that note um wishing you all the best for you know what's coming up as well (laughs) yeah and i just want you to know gift of words right back at you your liberated purpose it's liberation that i couldn't quite i was calling it joy earlier Mm -hmm. but anyone who listens to you or follows you it, it is, it's like a real sense of liberation, <laughs> you know, and that goes through breaking through the shackles and you don't get to that place without some serious discipline. And I think that hard work you put into yourself and your tribe and your movement around you, it's evident like you are a liberated human. And I just, I just think, yeah, you were, you're well on your way to an illumination. <laughs> you're, mate, you're already illuminating now. You? I'm blinded by it. <laughs> Where is the light switch? Turn it off. No, okay. Where's my sunglasses? <laughs> we are lucky the podcast about to end. No, kidding. <laughs> um, my, my, last, my last little question, and by no means my least question, is um, it's mm-hmm. metaphysical in its nature. Um, okay. So beyond the name, beyond collective potential, beyond the advocacy, who is Emily? Just a girl who wants to be loved. Mm. Oh, I really am. You know, I love people. Sometimes I don't feel loved, and then I go out and remember that they're all around me. And I think basically many of us feel that way. And let's not pretend that's what we innately need. You know, that's where I get humbled of, oh, okay. Um, Oh, that person loves me. Abrid loves me. (laughs) 
absolutely. Yeah, so that's it. My family would say the same thing. They're beautiful friends and family. So thanks for bringing me into your family and thanks for listening. Blessing. Thank you so much again. For those tuning in, um, yeah, get in touch with uh, Emily via Facebook or Instagram or find her on via her social media or get in touch with the website. I'm really curious about what's coming up in May. Um, and, yeah, like I have to say this podcast, you know, was a while in the making, but uh, it definitely found its uh, trajectory when I basically came along to her birthday and um, found myself having this incredible, incredible evening with some incredible, incredible people. So I cannot advocate her work more highly. Um, please get along and just um, experience what you can out of her amazing experiential facilitation style. It's definitely going to help you grow in one way, shape, form or another. Beautiful. Thank you. I honour you. Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.